The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For today's story is um, a teachable moment. Yeah. But, uh, it's actually... It's a little, a little it's, different for us. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Most of the story times are like upbeat. Yeah. Uh, but this is a story, and it's definitely a, a, a teachable moment. Absolutely, it's a, it's a story to learn from. But it's not really the the, the, the most. Um, yeah, I think most of our stories they, there's always like a triumph, and it's like, oh wow, I can't believe they came from those odds to do this, or they use their intelligence, uh, uh, their network to do that. And um, I don't, this one's a little different. Yeah, but it's still a story that needs to be told. Absolutely, nonetheless, we can learn from the mistakes. Yes. So, Wallace, Wally, Amos Jr. Yeah. Um, you know it's crazy. So most people, if you heard of the cookies, famous Amos, yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> probably uh, known for that. Yeah, probably known for that. Yeah. But I didn't actually know. I was doing some research, so I know he did that. But I, what I didn't know was that in 1962 he became the first black talent agent with William Morris Agency. Yep. And he had Diana Ross in the Supremes, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke. Yeah, yeah, and he had uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, those were all big time. Yeah, that was pretty. Extremely big. Like, <laughs> yeah. think, like, think about like Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, and Sam Cooke. Yeah, that's crazy. If I like, who does that? Who finds that type of talent? <laughs> yeah. So, but he's he was raised in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tallahassee, Tally Ho is what they call it. Um, that's from Famu, Florida days. Famu, uh, Tallahassee Community College, uh, Florida State University. Yep, it's a it's a college town. Shout out to Tallahassee. So he's from Tallahassee. He's born in 1936. So I, I, that was like what? He's still living, still too. living, man, still, still living, still going. So, Shout out to him. You know, come from a you no know, southern background, and his aunt apparently made homemade cookies. Aunt Della. Yeah, yeah, that was um, famous in the neighborhood, and yeah. everybody loved it. Yep. And, you know, just a traditional type of just in the in the kitchen, just making cookies, making chocolate chip cookies. So man. that never really left him, even though he went to you know uh, pursue a career in you know managing artists and things of that nature, and eventually went to Hollywood, but. Mm-hmm. He always had his down south roots of yeah. cooking. Yeah, that actually was what he would give to some of his artists. He would present them with cookies. Like so, like some of the artists would come and he had like a snack before there was riders, and you had to have all those things. Like he would bring the cookies to them. Yeah, and he actually went to culinary school also. Yeah, man. Before true. before he became a talent agent, he went to culinary school. It was no joke. So yeah, so so like you said, um, he he used to gift his clients cookies, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of branched off to people saying like he should probably start his own. Yeah. Company, right? yeah, and, and those, those same clients who, you know, his that he brought the talent from, they became people that like. Listen, we love what you got. We love the product. 
But we're gonna help you. We're gonna become investors. Investors, yeah, yep. man. That's important. That's a fact because it it started because yeah, when he was doing William Morris. He tried to branch off into his own thing with that, and that didn't really work out. Right. So the relationships that he established, they said that they would bankroll him. So it cost twenty five thousand dollars, which was a lot of money in nineteen seventy five. It's a lot of money now, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying nineteen seventy five. That's like a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, and that's where he he started uh, his company with. Yeah, I think Marvin Gaye was the first guy to say like, I'm gonna help this guy. Yeah, yeah. he started his company with. Um, what you call Famous Amos mm-hmm. and uh, first year in business at $300,000 that's, that's crazy I read that I said wait that three hundred and seventy five. yeah he's multi nah he was, he was, he was good so he hit, he, hit, he hit it out the park right away yep and by 1982 he um, did $12 million in revenue yeah so after the, the first story he started franchising he was on Sunset Boulevard in Cali man dude was doing it big but he started franchising the stores out and generated some more income yeah, so he he really became a big name, a household name. He um, you know, he's in the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> yeah, he has his hat and his shirt. I saw his commercials, man. He said like he got so good at selling cookies because he used to have to pitch talent to record labels, and he had the relationships. Yeah, and it was a good product too. Famous Amos cookies was legit. They still legit. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, they changed the recipe, yeah, but it's still legit. So. Um, so in 1982, he's 12 million dollars. So yeah. like I said, 12 million dollars in the early 80s, probably the equivalent of 40 million now. Yeah. Like a lot. He's big time. That's a lot of money, right? So he became a household name, and um, he starts to, you know, buy property, and he's living a high life, right? Um, so in 1985, that's when things start to kind of fall apart. Yeah, story changes. So he still did pretty decent that year, but they made 10 million instead of 12 million. So. Now he's you know it's a loss. Like first year when he's starting to like go backwards, he was mm-hmm. going up, and then now he's starting to like go down a little bit, right? Right. So he makes some changes. He fires um, some managers um, and puts some other people in positions. So he said, admittedly, like he was never he didn't really understand how to run business. He's a talent agent, right? And he's a cook. To his own credit, admittedly, yeah. I, I don't know how to run a business. But he didn't, he didn't have any mentorship, and even his people that he's around are artists and things of that nature. He didn't really know what was going on, so yeah. it's all good. Made twelve million. Don't know, I don't know how to run a business. That's, that's astonishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, and it's it's crazy too because remember we, we interviewed Ryan Leslie, yeah. and he said that um, you know scaling can be like detrimental to you, like if. You're not properly prepared, and you're growing too fast. That can actually hurt. Mm-hmm. It's actually better to have a smaller audience or to grow at a s- slower pace, yeah. but to be able to manage it. Because that's like when you can't manage your scale, now you're really screwed. Yeah, that's his whole blueprint too. That that's Ryan Leslie's blueprint. That with, even with the smartphone was like, yo, smaller audience, larger payout. Yeah, and that's what he said. Like before, like less is less is more sometimes. Yeah. So now it starts to like just fall apart he's on vacation and he finds out that he has a house in Hawaii shout out to all the good people he lives there now aloha (laughs) mahalo does he still live there now yeah he lives there now yeah um, everybody knows I used to live in Hawaii (laughs) tell him again (laughs) the whole vibe out there so he finds out that his house is actually being auctioned off yeah (laughs) <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy news to just wake up to. Like, oh, by the way, um, they auctioned your house at three p.m. Like, what? <laughs> he didn't even know his house was in foreclosure. <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, when did this happen? This is no laughing matter. We, we nah, make it, nah, we making light yeah, of it, but nah, it's no it's laughing matter. Crazy. It's just crazy. So it's like, but you know, once again, that just goes to show you, like, especially like a lot of um, 
celebrities and you know like even like the fat joe situation people know like he went to jail for tax evasion but yeah. he was telling a story it was like he had his accountant that was paying all his bills for him yeah and you know he's being a rapper and he he felt like you know he's not really paying attention yeah, to that we, stuff. we saw that with jim jones like yeah a bunch of happens, happens all the time yeah he lived a house in jersey kevin garnett a bunch yeah. of them so what happens with fat joe is that the accountant apparently started like embezzling, stealing money, not paying his taxes, not paying his bills. He found out because he, he was like, he always had excellent credit. He tried to get a car and it was like his credit was like 450. And he was like, what? And then he realized that all of his bills haven't been paid for months. Yeah. And also along with bills, they had, his, account, his accountant never paid his taxes. <laughs> he had to do like six months in federal jail. So I say I have to say this is something that's unfortunate. It's been going on for a long period of time where people like put trust in other people to take care of their finances and they don't know what's going on with their own money yeah and by the time they realize it it's too late yeah we see it happen too much man yeah. way too much so so yeah so so that was just like when he realized like okay things is really starting to go down crazy yeah. so now he's um scrambling and he um brings outside investors in to um like help out with his company <laughs> yeah. because now he's starting to lose money to the famous famous company yeah, yeah. so he takes I think like three million dollars of investors money mm -hmm. but that didn't really work out um but those alone so now he has to pay that back but then they left and the company's losing even more money yeah so now it's 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 like spiraling out of control at a very rapid pace and what are you gonna do when that happens <laughs> yeah so in 1988 he sells the company to three million dollars. He sells it for $3 million. He sells the company in 1988 to the Shansby Group. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. For $3 million. So the crazy thing about it is that now he sells the company for $3 million. And they, they keep him on as a brand ambassador. Yeah. So he makes a deal with them. And he's not allowed to use his name anymore. Yeah, because part of the sell is the trademark. Yep. Yeah. So famous... And Amos. <laughs> yeah. He can't... His, his name his is... His name he can't use. He can't use his name. Yeah. Can't use it. So, but he can... So, it's crazy. So, he built the company from scratch, from nothing, yeah. right? Built it to a multi-million dollar corporation. Sells it for way less than what it was valued for just a few years earlier. He, he was hurting. Not only do they tell him that you can't use your name, but they keep... They give him a job yeah. to be the spokesperson. For the company. Of the name that he can't use. Yeah. So, he's doing that. Um, which is has to be extremely hard. like think about that like think about like you start a company named Troy's Sneakers yeah right you love sneakers and you build it to a multi million dollar company we'll take and that and then ten years down the line you got to sell it and they're saying you can't use Troy you can't use sneakers anymore but we want to pay you a salary to go around the country promoting Troy's sneakers yeah I mean he found out about it when he tried to start a new cookie company well we're gonna get to that so yeah, yeah so, so <laughs> after a while it's like it's not after years I can't do this yeah and he leaves. And he's like, he tries to start a new company, <laughs> and they sue him. They're like, no, you can't use that name. For, yeah, we trademark own infringement. You that can't. was part of the sale. So then he starts the company called Uncle No Name. Yeah, Uncle No Name is gourmet. Yeah, which is a play <laughs> on that. He has no name now. It's really unfortunate. This is really, really it's tragic. tragic. It's, it's a tragic It's a really tragic situation all the way around, man. That So, yeah, so Uncle No Name. He, yeah. he starts that brand. Mm -hmm. um, but... So, the crazy thing about it is that as he's doing the Uncle No Name, uh -uh. the this, company gets sold. This is the worst part. Again. Yeah, it's the worst part. So. This is the worst part of the story. So, now, because he even said, like, he had depression for a little bit. He stopped baking at mm -hmm. all for, like, three years. Because mm -hmm. Uncle No Name didn't work out, really. Yeah, I think they started making muffins. He went away from cookies. So, he stopped baking. 
Um, he cut his beard off. Start, his whole thing with trademark was his beard and a hat. Mm-hmm. He stopped wearing a hat, cut his beard off. He didn't even want people to recognize him in the street. Yeah, it's like I don't want people. I I don't want to. It's so I don't want them to see me like this. Depressing. Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying. So, but as all of that's going on, Shansby, the company that he sold to for three million in 1992, <laughs> they sold it. A company for, we might have heard of. Yeah, <laughs> sixty-one million. Yeah. Kellogg to Kellogg, yeah, big, big, big breakfast company, man. So yeah, they sell it. He sells it. They sell it for sixty-one million in nineteen ninety-two, and then it gets sold again in nineteen ninety-eight to Keebler. Crazy. That's what the Elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Keebler cookies, that. Yeah. So then, so then they, so then in nineteen ninety-eight, Keebler decides to bring him back as a brand ambassador. (laughs) <laughs> it done got flipped five times already. It yeah, got his, flipped his five company. times. You know what they did? You know, and he, he said when he came back, it hurt his heart. I mean, he had to, he tried the cookies, but they changed his recipe and all that. No, they man. changed the recipe. Disrespect, like the, everything. Oh man, they let so. But but at least he was able to work a deal out where he uh, made a deal with Keebler for Uncle Wally's muffins. Yeah. Um, so they, they let him have a I guess like a subsidiary company within the company yeah, that didn't work out that well either. things of that nature yeah. and um, now he gives he gives um, speeches he's still alive yeah he's still alive he, he's still out, out and, and I think he lives in well he was living in Hawaii and now I think he's back in uh, South Carolina um, he's back south um, but he's, he's, ma- he's still making cookies he's still making cookies um, I think the original idea came from his aunt Della um, and so that's what he's going back to. His new company is uh, on Della's Cookies because so, he can't use Famous Amos. So, I mean, moral of this story, um, it's so many different morals of this story. It's a lot, Lesson man. points and learning points. It's just like, where do you begin? But I think the first one is business. Everything is a business. Like a lot of times people look at it like I'm a good chef or I'm a recording artist. How many times is like, that's not good enough. Yeah, You got to be able to, Understand that no matter what you're doing, there's a business behind it. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. If he had licensed his name and Stella selling it in that deal, he could have done that. You know what I mean? Like his fortune, his fortune would have been a lot different, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. You're, he's done now. He can't even use his own name. It's, nah, he can't. Um, and it's like mismanagement. It is a lot of. And it's a lot. Of, people say a lot of times like ignorant is bliss. It's really not. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to business, and like we did an episode on trademarks and licensing, and shout out to Sabine, and and the legal side of it is extremely important as well, right? Yeah. Like the people don't understand that. Like you got to understand the legal side, or have a lawyer at least to help you. And it's important to people get taken advantage of. Right? You think he would have? I mean, if he sold it for three million, right? Like, what did he get the proper valuation? Did he even know what a valuation was at that point? Oh, he probably just needed the money. I just at needed that some point. money. I'm gonna sell it. Like you saw it three million, then ten years later, it gets sold for sixty one million. And you can't even use your name. Nah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's like I said, man. It's a, it's a tragic, sad learning experience. But nonetheless, it's still a learning experience. Yeah. that I think entrepreneurs, business people, inspiring entrepreneurs, inspiring business people can learn from. You gotta learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, I mean, and he still has his health. At the end of the day, he's still alive and breathing to tell the lesson. So, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody gonna learn from his mistakes. Yeah, I mean, that's the worst thing in the world for somebody to take your name. You can't use it. Like that's like yeah. I mean, like he said, it broke his heart. He, he tasted the cookies. He's like, yo, they changed the recipe. Nothing's the same, but his name it lives on. Like that's those are st- like we talked about the vending machine episode. Like those are still in vending machines right now. Like yeah. today, somebody's eating famous famous cookies. 
how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.